Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Dave Moore. The time is half five. You're listening to Manx Radio. I am Dave Moore and this is Update. Welcome to the programme. Half an hour of the latest news in the Isle of Man, plus sport, business, sea watch and travel updates, along with the newsmakers in person. Coming up with a week to go until the Manx budget, how does the public feel about the decisions made by the current administration? And there's a possibility that Ben McCree could be hired out to support the Channel Islands in future, that was talked about in the House of Keys today. And there's a planning application which could see some changes on the key in Douglas. That's all coming up in the next 30 minutes. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. But first of all, the update news headlines with Lewis Foster. Foster Mai. Foster Mai. There's a possibility that Ben McCree could be hired out to support other Crown dependencies in the future. Treasury Minister Dr Alex Allenson confirmed in the House of Keys today that the availability of the MV Arrow as a backup vessel for Manx Freight may enable such a move. The Food Minister says she's confident the meat plant now has the right leadership. It follows a turnaround after auditors found extremely serious failings there in 2022, forcing the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture to get involved with its running. Plans could see the sea terminal used as a temporary bus interchange. It's seen as one short-term solution until the Lord Street development is finished. And an investigation has been launched after a building within Arisi Plantation was set alight. Police believe it's a case of arson. In the latest international news now, the BBC broadcaster Steve Wright, who has presented radio shows for more than 40 years, has died aged 69. His family confirmed the news in a statement saying they did so with deep sorrow and profound regret. The Labour leader insists he acted decisively in withdrawing party support for its candidate in an upcoming by-election after comments he made about Israel. Some members had defended the potential new MP before further allegations emerged. And the House of Lords has heard suggestions Israel's military could wait to launch a ground offensive in Rafah until after Ramadan. Talks are continuing in Cairo to secure a ceasefire. Those are the headlines. I'll be back with the news at 6 o'clock. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Cloudy with a few spots of rain or drizzle this evening. Light to moderate southerly winds backing eastern temperatures around 8 Celsius. And that rain and drizzle becoming more persistent as the night goes on. Continuing overnight with a minimum temperature around 6 Celsius. A cloudy day tomorrow with further outbreaks of rain and drizzle. Light to moderate easterly winds veering south or southwest and freshening a little. A top temperature up to 11 Celsius. Cloudy on Thursday with spells of rain. These beginning to clear in the afternoon with moderate southerly winds and temperatures up to 11 Celsius. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. 
Food Minister Claire Barber says she's confident the meat plant now has the right leadership. In November 2022, auditors found extremely serious failings there, forcing the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture to get involved with its running. Speaking in the House of Keys, she insists things are going in the right direction. Operations for the team have been challenging for a variety of reasons, but pre-Christmas production was at its highest level for four years, leading to growing producer confidence. This was achieved only through investment and focus on people, training and processes. Unfortunately, recent events, as discussed just a couple of weeks ago in this Honourable House, have hindered this success, but the management team, supported by the Board of Directors, are committed to creating positive change and seeing the rewards of this throughout the rest of the year. In the immediate period following commissioning and receipt of the audit report, a turnaround plan was developed and a large number of actions focused on improved compliance. Whilst improvements were made during 2023 against this plan, it is only with the recent appointment of qualified and experienced personnel alongside the engagement of an external consultant that the plant is making rapid and successful progress. Mr Speaker, from the outset, my department has been clear that the turnaround of Arleman Meat Company Limited would not be quick. Many improvements have been made already, but many are still to be undertaken. I believe that the company now has a great team in place to drive performance and create a successful company for the shareholder, the customer and our agricultural community. The Minister recently announced that she was um, preparing to relinquish her position as Director. In terms of going forward, does she feel confident that the Board is in a good place and the meat plant also is in the place where she expected to be at this point. As I said in the, the response, I am comfortable that we have um, some excellent members within our board. Obviously, there will also be vacancy created when I re resign as a director of the board, which will allow us to bring another person onto that board. A lot of work has been done, but there is still things to do, um, certainly as we move into the, the sales-led recovery, which was very clear within the Bernie report as the sort of final piece of the jigsaw. Um, so I do believe that the company has the right people in place, but as I say, there will also be vacancies. And I take this opportunity, if anyone knows of anyone who might be interested, you know, once we advertise, please do pass them in our direction. You're listening to Manx Radio. This is Update. The Treasury Minister told the House of Keys today that the Ben McCree could be hired out to the Channel Islands. Alex Allenson says the move's possible due to the availability of the MV Arrow as a backup freight vessel for the island, but added it would only be on offer to Guernsey and Jersey at certain times of the year. As set out in the current sea services agreement, the Ben McCree can be used to cover the current Manxman schedule as a backup vessel if required. She is currently crewed and all staff undertake regular training exercises to ensure operational efficiency and that health and safety procedures are maintained. As things stand, she will be operated as a live ashore vessel whilst the company is still in negotiations with the Nautilus International Union regarding switching to a live aboard model. It is planned to carry out future work on the current cabin accommodation to convert her and enable the maritime crew to live aboard when she is in service. As an allocated backup vessel, Ben McCree cannot be assigned a regular scheduled service as this would limit her availability. However, longer term, the company would look to charter her out to other companies subject to the restrictions in Section 5.2.4 of the current Sea Services Agreement. During the TT period, the Festival of Motorcycling period and the Christmas period and any periods of, un of scheduled unavailability of the new vessel, the Ben McCree must be available. Um, but also, at other times, um, she must be available no less than 96 hours of notice. So certainly in the future, particularly with the availability of the MV Arrow as a backup vessel for freight, it may be possible that um, the Ben McCree could be 
um, hideout at various areas, particularly if she is needed to support um, other island dependents. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. A major consultation by the Department of Environment, Fisheries and Agriculture is about to get underway, which could shape the use of a large part of the island's territorial waters. It may see an end to trawling in certain areas until around 2026. The main proposal for the new measures is research into the muddy habitats in capturing and storing carbon. Dr David Beard is Chief Executive Officer of the Manx Fish Producers Association. The primary aim is part of a research project to study carbon capture in the muddy habitat off the west coast of the Isle of Man. It's thought that this is a premium area for carbon capture, known as blue carbon. It would form part of our reaching the carbon neutral point. I think it's by 2050 or whenever it's by. But um, it's certainly an area which needs to be studied because it is thought to be one area that would be the most important area in the Isle of Man territorial sea for carbon capture. The second one is really to protect certain ecological features and there's certain key invertebrate marine animals in these areas. And by stopping trawling over the seabed, you, you can check whether the trawling is uh, disturbing any of these ecological features. They've already been studying it for quite a while now, about 18 months. been taking samples of these seabed core samples, and they're looking at another two, two and a half years for the study to be completed. At the end of that, they'll be able to assess how key an area this is for carbon capture. And, and also, if they close larger areas to trawling, whether trawling has an effect on this. If it does have an effect on it, then the carbon capture will increase if you stop trawling in those areas. I mean, we're key stakeholders in all of this, but we also have an environmental responsibility as well. And I think on the Isle of Man, people take that very seriously, um, fishermen do. It will affect mostly UK boats, because if there's larger areas closed as part of this study, which is one of the possibilities, it will affect the Northern Ireland boats mainly that fish for prawns, nephrops, in the muddy waters, you know. So, yes, it will affect them. There'll be quite a number of boats affected by this. This is part of a much wider area, and nephrops is fished throughout the Western Irish Sea. So th- there will be other areas that will be fishable, but it will impact some of the visiting vessels that we have fishing our waters. Seven flats, a restaurant and shops could be built next to the railway pub in Douglas. A planning application has been submitted for the potential development, which would see two buildings on the quayside demolished and replaced. Siobhan Fletcher has the details. The planning application concerns numbers 6 and 8 Bridge Road in Douglas. It states that the existing building at number 6 is in poor condition, as is the warehouse building to the rear. There was a further warehouse between this and the lane to the rear of number 8, which was demolished in 2022 due to its condition. A structural survey undertaken at the site last year found that the building is in a very dilapidated condition and is not safe for occupation. In their view, the repairs would be uneconomic to undertake. It recommends instead demolition of the structure. The planning application submitted by Sarah Corlett Town Planning Consultancy adds that the conclusion was that the building is in a dangerous condition and whilst not in imminent danger of collapse onto public areas, the extent of the deterioration and lean to the front wall will propagate further adverse movement, resulting in endangerment to the public. No parking would be provided on site if approved. You can find the application in full at manxradio.com. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Well, the Manxman departed Hesham at 25 to 3 this afternoon and is expected to arrive in Douglas around 20 past 6. 
A very quick turnaround because she's due to leave again at quarter to eight, arriving in around half eleven. And then, of course, she'll set off for Baron quarter past two tomorrow morning from Hesham to get back to Douglas for six o'clock tomorrow morning. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. Short-term plans to improve bus facilities in Douglas could see the sea terminal used as an interchange once again. Its wild development plans on Lord Street show no sign of getting underway. Lewis Foster reports. For years, the sea terminal site was used as an interchange, but in its current format isn't suitable. It's said it could be usable in the short term if alterations are made to the front of the building, though. Another option is to improve the current bus stops at the Lord Street site. Minister Tim Crookall's comments come as part of a Timwald question for written answer from Douglas East MHK Joni Farragher, who asked what assessment has been undertaken of the suitability of the sea terminal as a temporary bus facility. In his response, the minister says Department of Infrastructure officers considered if the sea terminal could be used, but the outcome of this consideration was that the current layout of the building would require alterations to be able to achieve this, which are currently unbudgeted. This was tested by buses, both single and double-decker, accessing the front car park to ensure that passengers would be able to board and alight the buses safely and to modern accessibility standards and to see if the buses could manoeuvre safely on a routine basis around the curved road without damaging the building canopy. Vehicles were unable to be positioned safely in the building's current format, being unable to safely deploy onto a level footpath, allow safe driver visibility or to remove contact risk with the building. Well, in July last year, Timwald agreed that the re-establishing of bus facilities in Douglas was a priority. In the long term, Infrastructure Minister Tim Crookall says his department will ensure the Lord Street developer honours the commitment to build facilities for bus passengers in line with the conditions of the sale of the site. Manx Radio Business Briefing. The Body Shop's UK business has entered administration, potentially putting up to 2,000 jobs at risk. The retailers' shops will remain open as usual while efforts are made to try to save the UK company. Restructuring firm FRP, which has been appointed as the administrator, says it would now consider all options to find a way forward for the business. The Body Shop was started by the late Dame Anita Roddick in 1976 from a single store in Brighton. One of the UK's best-known tea makers has revealed it's monitoring tea supplies on a daily basis as imports reach a critical period. Tetley Tea, the country's second biggest tea brand, said supplies were much tighter than it would like amid disruption in the Red Sea. It comes after Sainsbury's supermarket issued warnings about the availability of black tea. However, Tetley said it hoped to continue to meet normal demand. And parcel delivery firm Yodel's been saved from collapse and a last-minute rescue deal led by one of its rivals. The business has been taken on by YDLGP, a newly formed company backed by investment bank Solano Partners and the team behind logistics firm Shift. Yodel makes around 190 million deliveries a year and it's thought the deal will safeguard thousands of jobs. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. Well, UK and European markets closed lower as investors assessed incoming corporate earnings reports and a key US inflation print. US stocks tumbled, sliding away from recent highs as investors digested a hotter-than-expected January inflation report that showed prices cooling slower than forecasts anticipated. Gold prices fell below the key $2,000 per ounce level to a two-month low 
as a stronger-than-expected U.S. inflation report tempered prospects of an early interest rate cut from the Federal Reserve. And oil prices rose slightly on fears Middle East tensions could disrupt supply. In corporate news, travel firm TUI rallied as it reported a positive quarterly underlying profit for the first time after a record performance in the first quarter and reiterated its guidance for the full year. The company booked underlying earnings before interest and tax of €6 million for the three months to December 31st, moving into the black for the first time since the merger of TUI, AG and TUI Travel PLC in 2014. On to the markets at the close, the FTSE 100, 7512, that's down 0.81%. The Dow Jones, 38381, that's down 1.07%. And the Nasdaq, 15757, down 1.17%. Exchange rates, the pound against the dollar, 1.260, and against the euro, 1.175. Commodities, gold is at 1,994 US dollars, down 1.2%. 5% with Brent at 82.71 US dollars which is up at 0.84%. I'm running late again. Do you know where I put my car keys? In the fridge. Where's my phone? Under the dog baskets. Bye. You haven't forgotten that we're seeing Ramsey Crook all later? Oh, uh, no, of, of course not. Um 5 p.m. is it? Quarter to 3. I'll be there. Life is busy. That's why Ramsey Crookall's team takes time to help you make a mindful investment decision. Considering all the options, giving you full control of your financial future. Less stress, more assurance. Forgot to put my shoes on. See how we can make your money work for you. Call 717171 or visit RamseyCrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. A week today, the government will present its view of what should be spent where in the hope of assuring people that Manx finances are in safe hands. But what do people think of the current administration halfway through its term? John Moss has been finding out. It's doing all right, yeah, it's doing fine. So you're happy with the way it's going? I'm not happy with it, but because we're pensioners, so we're not happy with it. But so what, what do you think should change? Radio, I, think. I know, I know, I'm on Manx Radio. What do you think should change? Well, quite a few things. It's... They yeah, a little bit extra for the pensioners would be handy. Mm. You know, you get these little extras you get across, but you don't get nothing over here. Mm. Generally, the state of the island, do you think it's going along in the right direction? It's going the right direction. You're yes. happy with it? Yes, we've got to keep it going that way now. They're doing a very good job. Absolutely excellent. So yeah, yeah. you're more than happy with the way it's going? I wouldn't say I was more than happy, but I'm happy with the way things are going, yeah. Yourself? Um fairly happy but I think there's a lot of room for improvement. I Which really areas? do. Everything, the boats, just in general the island's not the same as it was no. years ago. No. You so know, and we've been here quite a while now. Not so. the same as it was? No, um, just uh, things in general just don't seem to be going the right way anymore. It seems that everything's seems going down. To be going backwards. Things that made us unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is what? What tourism? What? Yeah, yes, we come from well. a tourist originally in Devon. Their tourism is much more better managed, and I just think it could be better. Manx Radio Sport. Faster my Lewis Foster. Faster my cycling first, and Mark Cavendish finished the Tour Columbia in 121st place. The Manxman did win stage four of the six held, which gave him a seventh position finish overall in terms of points. His performances also helped his outfit, Astana Kazakhstan, to fifth position in the team's standings. 
TT lap record holder Peter Hickman will be competing at this year's Northwest 200 in Northern Ireland, but not as part of FHO Racing. Last year, he and the team were banned from competing their BMW Superbike as it didn't comply to the event's regulations concerning machinery eligibility. This time, he'll be riding his own PHR Performance Superstock, Supersport and Super Twin motorcycles. He will then race for FHO at the Isle of Man TT, where different superbike rules apply to those imposed at the Northwest. Meanwhile, Davy Todd's been unveiled as Daffabet Racing's entry in this year's Super Twin TT class. Last year, the team achieved a podium position when Josh Brooks took their bike to a third-place finish. Todd's also competing in the big bike categories with the Milwaukee BMW outfit. Football and Exchange Capital Partners has agreed to continue sponsoring the Isle of Man FA Cup for another three seasons. The company, which specialises in financial services, began backing the competition in 2020. Finally, Snooker and Max Builders Merchants League leaders Finch Hill Rockets and second place Q-Zone Blinders both won in week 17 of the current campaign. However, Rockets have a game in hand with nine rounds of matches remaining. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Things looking okay down at the airport today. Uh, The flight leaving for Liverpool, the Logan Air Service, is due to go at six. And their uh, EasyJet flight going to Gatwick at ten past eight is also showing us on time. In terms of into Ronald's Way, uh, the London City Logan Air flight is due to be in at 10 to 8. That's now coming in at 25 past 9. Uh, the EasyJet service into uh, from London Gatwick is due in at half 7. And the Logan Air flight due in at 5 to 8 is also showing us on time. On to the roads and starting in Douglas. Temporary lights towards the bottom end of Summer Hill. Also on Market Street near St Thomas's Church. And also a section of Switzerland Road is closed at the moment. It QEG, temporary lights on QEG Hill, 24 hours a day. And temporary lights at uh, Peel Road Union Mills from half nine in the morning till half three in the afternoon. In Crosby, the bottom end of the Ayrton Road is closed from half nine till four in the afternoon. On contemporary lights on King Edward Road uh, between the Gradwell and the A2. And there are lights on the main road just to the north of the Liverpool Arms. Uh, Baldrine, a section of the Baldrine Road is closed from half nine in the daytime till half past three. Temporary lights on the coast road between Laxey and Baldrine as well. Ask how you can spread the cost interest-free at Keyside. An inquest has found the death of a motorcyclist who crashed head-on into a car in the west of the Isle of Man was an accident. BBC Isle of Man's reporting 59-year-old Paul Taylor died on the Peel Coast Road in April last year. Christian Jones has more. The inquest at Douglas Court's house heard he had been driving on the wrong side of the road and crashed into the car as it turned into a property. Mr Taylor, who was originally from Cambridge and worked as a kitchen porter, was an experienced rider, having ridden bikes since he was in his 20s. Several witnesses had seen him travelling on the road, heading south prior to the crash, but the court heard that he had initially been driving conservatively, but his manner of driving deteriorated throughout the journey. In a statement, one driver said he had overtaken both Mr Taylor and another car on the road prior to the crash before realising a 40-mile-per-hour temporary speed limit was in place at the time. Coroner James Brooks said this may have caused Mr Taylor to become frustrated. Other motorists described his driving thereafter as erratic. 
Around 1pm on the 20th of April last year, Mr Taylor crashed into a car driven by a woman who had her children and dog in the vehicle. The driver was treated for minor injuries but described the bike approaching on the wrong side of the road. Investigations carried out by police showed Mr Taylor had been driving at a reasonable speed and the weather was clear and dry. Mr Brooks offered his condolences to Paul's family, friends and partner of 20 years as he recorded a verdict of accidental death. You're listening to Manx Radio and this is Update. Age Concern Isle of Man has today opened its support and advice centre at Tower House. Douglas Mayor Natalie byron Tier says it's a huge benefit to have the charity which supports the elderly in the capital. The location um, is great for Douglas, um, but Age Concern are from this service regardless of where they're based. Um, it's just nice and central here for them. How will something like this benefit the residents in Douglas or the elderly in Douglas? I think it benefits them greatly. Having somewhere they can come to get advice and support. We've seen Age Concern come along to our cost of living workshop at, um, in Douglas Borough Council a couple of years ago um, and the feedback was that the advice and support that they provided there was brilliant and you can see just from coming in here the, the types of things they're offering from the necessary advice and support, winter warmers, um, exercise classes to, to more practical things like how to heat their homes and to keep their costs of living down. Um, you know, this is a great service and at the moment quite vital for people within our community so I think it's a great addition to the city centre. I just want to thank Age Concern for their continued work um, and especially to all the guys who have pulled this together but especially to the volunteers who give up their time to sort of help bring our community and make it a nicer, happier place for our ageing. And that's it for Update, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's News Department, thanks to newsreader Lewis Foster and producer Beth Espy.